Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women. Coming from Melbourne in Australia, here is a confident, accomplished and successful lady. She's a business consultant who empowers aspiring business moms like mothers who feel unseen and unheard and lacks a belief in a business and themselves to become confident, accomplished, and successfully run a five-figure business. Here is Kate Herford, who will, who will today talk about heal your trauma, change your beliefs. Welcome, thank Kate. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Sha. So great to be here and, and share about this topic. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I'm very happy to have you. All right. I like to start this way by asking you to give us a few highlights of your life so that people have the feeling they know you. Okay, right. Well, from a mum in business space, um, I, I've had a really varied background in my employment. Uh, you know, it, a lot of times people don't understand the change in my career path that I've had. And I think it really took it to a next level when after I'd had my kids, I really felt lost uh, with what I actually wanted to do with my life. And I knew that I didn't want to be employed anymore. I was sick of being uh, told that I... I was passed over for promotions. It was really hard to get pay rises. And I thought, I want to be in business for myself. And I took the step of quitting my job before I'd really built a business. Um, and I don't recommend that for most people because <laughs> it's scary when you don't have income coming back in. But one of the things I realised was um, as I started to get into the business space, there was things that were coming up for me and it, it really stopped me from promoting myself, from getting clear on my business idea. And it, it prompted me to think about what was it that was stopping me. And as I got clear on that, it was actually, it threw me back into my childhood um, whereas a six-year-old girl, I was taken to a specialist because I was a tall girl. And over the course, girl, because yeah, of I was your a tall size, because of my height, as a six-year-old, I was head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, and there was, except for two boys in the class. So there were two boys and myself. We were all the same height, and we were this much taller than everyone else. So back in the 70s, uh, my parents took me to this doctor and he basically said to me, wait for it, you won't be able to get married because you'll be too tall. And so as a six-year-old, um, my parents were wanting the best for me and wanting to allow me to be able to have that, you know, dream adulthood. Uh, but what happened was he raped me every time I went. Um, he explained to my parents who were from the country that he does things in the back office. Um, and every time I went, he did the same thing and basically raped me as a child. Now, I had no understanding that that was 
not what happened. I felt uncomfortable and I didn't like it. But I was, I remember standing there and looking at my parents, the back, he, he positioned them so that I could only see their back. And in that moment, I felt that no one was there for me, that um, I was all alone and no one was there for me and no one loved me. And I think I carry, look, I, I still carry this today. I, I have done a lot of personal development and I know that when something stops me, I look back and I go, oh, I, I'm, I'm back as that six-year-old child sometimes. And I have done a lot of personal development, but sometimes there's something that triggers and you just fall back into that childhood memory. Um, and it's really difficult to then take a step forward. And, and why I mention this is because as I was going through my childhood and, and adult life, there was always this desire to be the best and look at, okay, is this a way that I can be acknowledged and recognised and seen and heard? And so I was good at school and I got top marks in a lot of the classes. But how this played out for me was when I got top marks, I'd get picked on and bullied. No, you're a smarty, you know. And then if I didn't get top marks, oh, you're dumb. And so it was this whole way that I had to navigate through my childhood where I was damned if I did good and I was damned if I didn't. And it also played out in some of my employment roles where I stood up. I said, I, I don't accept what's happening to the people who are paying for our services. So I was in the recreation industry. And as soon as I stood up, I was told to leave that employment twice. And so for me, when I started my own business, it was very much, well, I can do this. No, I can't. And it was this whole step forward and step back and balancing between I want to be seen and heard, but then if I am, people will knock me down. And it's what plays out for so many women I see in, in business and my clients, they, they, they have this fine line between wanting to be seen and grow their business and not. And what actually came, there was an epiphany I had last week when I read um, one of your emails, Gemma, that you actually went through all the different employment opportunities you've had. And I just went, oh, that's me. I've never been consistent with one career path I've jumped I've got to a certain point and then it's like well I can't go in I'll, I'll go somewhere else and I thought about my clients and nearly all of them have that same journey there's something from their childhood whether it's mental illness of a parent or you know they haven't felt seen and heard themselves that you know they've had this perfectionist trying to get love um, and attention but it stops them and it was such an epiphany when I read your story I went oh my god is that is that the difference between people who go into a career and like my sister she always wanted to do fashion and she's still in fashion today you know this this is nearly 40 years later and I think but me oh, this and then I get to a point and then I move and I just wonder it made me curious about is that the path 
of a business owner who is dealing with trauma from their childhood, is that something that is an indicator that someone has had that past? And I don't know. I just wanted to be curious about that. It's a good question to ask. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. a good question to ask. Yeah. Because it often plays out and it often goes together. Though I was very proud of myself to hold for three or uh, for actually, yeah, five years. And to me, it was such a long time between accounting and tax. And even that accounting and tax, which is not the same part of the work, even yeah. that there was a shift in between. But like, it's true, there is that, that constant search for validation, for doing the right thing, for being seen. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And I actually started this conversation with another friend and she said, you know, that perhaps it's about going into different spaces to get the tools you need to take the next step so that your path isn't linear because you're looking for things to help heal something or change something or show you something. And I thought that that's possible because with each thing that you do, you're learning new skills. But then at some point, does it become a habit that unless you yes. face what it is that, um, that that childhood or that trauma that you've had, wherever it lays in your, your um, journey to womanhood, is it that it becomes a habit because there's that perfectionism coming through, like I have to do this right. And if I can't, and I, I actually talk about this um, with some of my clients, it's preemptive failure. Well, if I can't do it perfect and be recognized, I won't, I just won't start it because I can't get it right. And so then it's like that in a job where you get to a certain point, you go, oh, I can't do this as well as I want it. I'll just go somewhere else. And you change that. So I'm just like with connecting with you, I've just got curious and went, is this a sign that there's healing that needs to be done from a trauma when you're in business for yourself? I'm curious. I think Mm. it's an amazing question to ask, especially when when the topic of today is heal your trauma, change Mm -hmm. your belief, because when you heal you know i'm going to share with you one one thing that is super important exactly on topic since i met sasha my wonderful third last and dream husband he has been there for me every day every night for nine years today is the ninth anniversary for nine years for nine years he has the ability to mentor, to coach, to guide, to, to do all that inner work, to guide and to facilitate all that inner work with all the perception to just pinpoint exactly mm-hmm. what needs to be done. So, I mean, I am blessed to have him in my life beyond blessed. And every time I come back with a new idea, 
or with a desire to stop what I'm doing, or with a twist to that, or with a, yes, but I don't feel it's the right thing to do, or things like that. Something that made me change or shift my, yeah. my, my direction of work. He sat down with me and said, okay, you stop what you're doing right here, right now. And it was almost every day. <laughs> I guarantee <laughs> you, hey, just think about how tired he may also be now because it's a lot <laughs> stop here right now and let's work what is it deep inside that is bothering you what is the root cause what is yeah. the memory and one of the last things that came up was that you're you are a all category champion that was one of the things my mother told me. Mm -hmm. But I took her to the word, yep. meaning that it's impossible to be all category champion. You are champion of one or two or maybe three categories, not all category, first of all. So it is an unattainable objective, yep. first of all. And then champion means you win or you do not exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's another gigantic pressure. And even if I'm still, I, I'm not talking with her every day, but still that champion mm -hmm. that has been planted in my mind, it's like, I have to succeed big time. And then when I don't believe me, it's like, Ooh, it yes. and it doesn't work. And it's not an all kind of, 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 um, sabotaging thoughts so what you are mentioning by heal your trauma and even a positive word can be a trauma yeah absolutely it depends yes. how you embody it how you see it, the meaning you give to it so when you heal your trauma you actually heal the meaning you give to your experience and when you change your belief oh I do not have to be all category. I can be just a champion of hope, a champion yep. of inspiration, a champion of conversation. Wow. I can be myself. That's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Have you yes. feel? Yeah. Look, I think that's something that we all aspire to. One thing I've, I find is that the clients I'm currently working with, I'm not good at anything. Yeah, I, I see I see their experience and they tell me about things and I go, oh my God, how can you not see how goddamn amazing you are? But for them, it's very much that um, they've they're protecting themselves by changing and not focusing on what they're good at because they don't even know what they're good at because they don't allow themselves to acknowledge that they have something that is worthy of um, setting up a business and that people will pay for. And th this is the biggest space I work in with my clients. Um, it's how can we change those beliefs for them to understand how amazing they are? And it's not that they need to... Um, relate to everyone it's who do they want to relate to and it's it's going okay so with all the skills you've got 
how can you impact someone in the most positive way with the tools that you have? But when we work on that, it's like, oh, but I'm not good at anything. I've done all these things and I'm not good. And I, I recognize that in myself. So it's about healing yourself so that you can acknowledge what is my gift? What is my one thing that if I focus on that, other things will fall into place so that I can focus on that gift and help the people that I'm, I'm put on this earth to, to help. Um, and I see that in you, Gemma, like you've just gone, okay, I've got all this stuff out of the way. I want to do this podcast and, and talk about trauma and, and, you know, how you can overcome it. So it's about having confidence to go, okay, well, if you can look at healing what's happened for you, acknowledging it, bringing awareness to it and understanding every time that beast comes up and it stops you from doing something, how can you then heal that, change your belief so then you can step forward into your future in such an empowered way because every one of us has a gift to share and it's about who are the people that you are put on this earth to impact and, and to help them. And it's not everyone. Like, no, it's not everyone, it's true. Like it's not everyone. And have a handful of amazing people who will vibe yes. with you. It's not everyone. You are mm -hmm. the right person for one person at a time. At And more than that, at a certain time yes. for that person. That is also another factor that has to really yes. match. Is it yes. the right time, the right person? Yeah, because sometimes you find the right person, but it's not the right time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's... You know, you might be connecting with someone who can help you through a particular part. And I know for my coaching, I, I, I want to work with mums starting up because I understand that startup process and how scary it is and, and all those limiting beliefs that come in. I'm not good enough. I'm not techie. I don't have a great idea. Who's going to listen to me? I can't put myself out there. And, and I know that when my clients get to a point where they're going to really scale their business, I may not be the coach for them at that time. So it's getting people started and especially mums who then have the mum guilt and, you know, how can I split my time and all this sort of stuff. So they're healing their own trauma while trying to teach kids and not impact kids and bring that trauma through to their own children. And they're, they're doing all this stuff and then well how can I do a business as well like who would listen to me and it's it's there's so much in this space that we have to have conversations about because I just see so many women it's like oh you have so much to give but they don't see it because they're stuck in the belief system in that instant where something made them believe something about themselves and that's actually a trauma that they've repeated whenever that memory comes up year in, year out. And it becomes who they believe they are, which is not that case at all. We've got to peel back the onion layers. I actually did a photo and I had a, held an onion. I went, we've got to peel back these layers of the onion 
it's going to make you cry, but we've got to get right. to the center. Right. We've got to get to the center of that onion. Um, it's like um, uh, on the movie Shrek and he goes to docking, Ooh, you've got so many layers. Um, we have to peel back those layers so we know who we are. We're not our trauma. We're not who people say we are. It's finding who we actually are and our own beliefs. And that's one of the biggest struggles that people face, or women face when they go into business. Who am I at my core without all the expectations, the trauma, the belief system that someone else has imposed on me? And it's, it's a huge area. It is, it definitely is. It's, thank you so much for having found your expertise, your yeah. sweet spot where you feel that you excel. Because it's true, I can really confirm, you do excel in that specific area. You do understand all that comes in there with all that management of self first. Yes, yes. And when you have that self-management and that self-leadership, then you can step in and help others and inspire others. Yeah. And guide yeah. others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the right people that you do, who you do understand. Yeah, yeah. Because that too is important. It is. And look, I think it's, it's really um, important for, you know, women to understand that they can take the time to heal and, and that the journey isn't linear. And especially when you're getting into business as well. I've sort of been a couple of iterations in my business and I spent 12 months and thousands of dollars. I went on retreats and I, I got into a particular coaching space and I got to 12 months and I had thousands of video views, even, even to the point where I sat in a local networking um, meeting and some girl sort of she said, I know you from somewhere. And we worked out it was one of the videos in this coaching space. I'm a stepmom. And so I thought I'll become the stepmom coach here, yeah, whatever. And I've got a great course that people, a couple of people went through and loved, but that's not where I want to work. And so I spent all this time and money going to retreats and Facebook ads and all this sort of stuff. And I just went, I just don't want to be in this space. I, I met some fantastic stepmoms. I really, really did. But it wasn't what I wanted to do. And I, this, this is where it's about being kind to yourself as you go through this healing process and understanding that you've got to let go of the expectations of what other people and the societal norms, which I think are really huge with mums and working and trying to do everything, that, that you have to allow yourself a little bit of a journey. But when you've healed, you can go, oh, that's it. Exactly. I'm, I'm now where I am. Uh, but it does take time to get there because you've got to let so much go. And as I said, peel back those onion layers totally. so that you can actually find who you are without the trauma and the reliving that experience over years and years. It's, and, and it's a process. It and, is a process, true. Yeah, and it's exciting when you finally go, oh, what have I been doing? Oh, my God, I can do this. And... <laughs> 
yeah, wow, I, I, I can now surround myself with the people who believe in me and because I've, I've taken those steps. And it's lovely to see the expression change on faces when people go, oh, okay, I've, I've, yes, yes, yes. Um, and that's what I love, that, that, oh, that moment. And there's lots of little moments yes. um, that might come up and not just one big one. It might be a progressive aha. But um, sometimes it's a progressive and you really like go step by step, baby step by baby step. Yes. And sometimes yes. it's just like unveiling yes. epiphany, like, ah, now I got it all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I think we've got to go easy on ourselves too, because um, healing takes time. It it you know I I did a particular um, course. I did a weekend course that really moved the needle for me in a huge huge way. And I did that after I separated from um, my my ex husband, and that was such a huge leap for me because I walked away saying, oh, I own what um, our marriage was. I own my part in its breakdown. That was, and that was massive. And it was definitely um, around the tall girl stuff because what happened, my, my ex-husband was short. And so that doctor saying, you'll never get married, I realised through this personal development that I married a short person who, by the way, had already had also seen the same doctor because he was short. However, his parents walked away and there was no treatment. So as a six-year-old being told I wouldn't get married, I didn't feel worthy of anyone else. And so what I realised through the personal development was I married a short man who ticked a couple of boxes but wasn't my forever. I've since found my forever like you, um, you know, uh, within three months we had moved in and blended families and he had five kids, I had two, and so we blended families um, and that was in 2016. So we've been six years together. That's gorgeous. Congratulations. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, it's a crazy. That's it's a story wonderful. for another time. It's, it's a crazy wonderful. story. So... <laughs> But from what age to what age do they range, the seven um, children? Uh, now um, they're 12 to 25. So um, a couple of the older ones, his older ones moved out after we got together. Uh, and so we've got a 12-year-old girl going on 21. You know how they are. Um, two 15-year-olds who aren't twins, with the one, one from each family, and then two 18-year-olds. So, yeah. Yeah, it was busy when we blended and that's why I sort of fell into that space. But I realised that it wasn't, it wasn't what lit my soul on fire. So, um, mm. yeah, yeah. And there's more stories. There's lots of stories. We've all got those stories. Oh, for we? sure, for sure we do. <laughs> all righty. Kate, it's absolutely amazing to, to have this conversation and to oh. really master all these inspiration and all this direction those little tips and and information that can really transform someone's life or someone's perception of himself or herself yeah, yeah. and for that i think it's a 
truly useful and amazing conversations that we really go far. So yeah. let me know, how can people reach out to you? What is your URL, website, Facebook group, anything? Cool. Um, so my website is www.kateherford.com.au. Okay, um, Kate so I'm just going to ask you to spell it for those okay. who cannot read it in the description, <laughs> because sometimes yeah. you listen to that in the car and you don't know, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's K-A-T-E-H-E-R-F-O-R-D. All right. Okay. Yeah. And you can find me. Australia. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me um, on social media. You can look me up, Kate Herford. Uh, and that's with uh, in Facebook. I do have a personal profile and people can come and connect with me on that or through my business page. And uh, I do have a uh, Facebook group. Uh, so you'll find that through the webpage. We don't want to overwhelm everyone with links here. Um, so, yeah, uh, that, that's probably the easiest way to find me. And uh, you can see how I help uh, mums get started in business. That sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you so, so much. Absolutely no appreciate this delightful conversation and looking forward to reconnecting and continuing to talk because there is so yeah. much to share. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thank you. One one thing I want people to take away is go ahead. It's about having the conversation. Okay. You're not the only one who has been through some kind of trauma. And I think we all, it's like that isolation that we feel that no one else has been through our experience. And that's right. However, unless we talk about this we tend to bottle it up. And so I think it's, this conversation is so important to, to make sure that we open up the dialogue. And as women, we share what's going on because if no one knows what you've been through, they can't help you to heal. So I love this conversation that, and I really you know, empower women to open the conversation with someone you feel comfortable with so that you can start healing from that trauma and changing the belief about yourself. Yeah. Essential. Thank mm. you. Yeah. Very, very mm. much essential. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you for now and absolutely gorgeous conversation. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.